step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. before this program started um, in, in regards to the greatness, how this universe works, how, how God works. And, and, and I was talking with the DOC and TK before the program in regards to different journeys in life where simply somebody was at four months ago and different inspirations that these individuals have throughout their life and which brings you up to a certain moment. And the fact that the DOC is sitting here with us today in the Battle Scar studio is a story within itself, but we do not have a lot of time uh, I want to get to the rawness of this story. I want to get right to it. Of course, everybody knows here, Brother TK. Um, folks, BattleScarsPodcast.com. BattleScarsPodcast.com. That's where you're going to find all the information for the show, the DLC. TK, we got producer Ron Phillips back there in the producer room. Um, but please visit us, BattleScarsPodcast.com. And this show tonight is going to be a resemblance of exactly what Battle Scars represents. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, to the program, Brother D.O.C., thank you, hey, D.O.C., the legend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Folks, I was telling D.O.C. before um, we did the show, it was right before I went into treatment, and I was a chronic pill popper from a motorcycle accident, and we're talking massive amounts. What year was this? This was 2007, 2008. Okay. Right around that time. And and I don't know how to express to people sometimes the darkness that we went through. Mm -hmm. uh, because you learn through the years of this addiction, you're not taking these pills sometimes just for the feeling. You're taking these pills because you're trying to escape your own thoughts mm -hmm. and memories, you know? Mm -hmm. And before I went into treatment, I would go out in my vehicle. It was the middle of wintertime, and I would go out in my vehicle sometimes for two or three hours. I was, I was that lost. And you hear music, Snoop, Eminem. Dre, that was the only music at the time that gave me some kind of fight and will to continue through a day. It's, it's, it's hard to explain, but I know people that have been through it know exactly what I'm talking about, oh, yeah. like, like the way you're looking at me right now. And I just really want to point out, because in multiple industries, I was in the music industry for half my career, and a lot of people get the visual of what they see on stage and album covers, but they don't know the realness and the rawness of what a lot of these artists go through in life. And 
I really, all of you and your brothers, man, I have to thank you from the bottom of my heart because literally I'm here because of your music. Hey, bro, I and appreciate it. think that. of all the lives right now that are sitting here saying, me too. Yeah, I So get thank it. you so much, brother. You're so welcome, bro. I, I, I tell people all the time it's, it's a G-O-D thing. It's not a D-O-C thing. So, you know, I can't take credit for that. We give the credit where it's due. Well, you know, before we even get started, so us being friends for a long time, you confided in me that, you know, you fought God for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. And then you finally just, okay, God, what do we got, right? You know what? What year was that where you kind of changed course and and maybe you and God kind of made amends, I would say, per se? And and see, I don't want to mischaracterize the journey, right? Because I don't think I necessarily fought, fought him. I think I was just so disturbed, so lost that uh, I didn't see him or feel him. It's almost like the 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 uh, the poem about footprints. Right, right. You know? And so this whole journey. You just never that, realized he was right there with you the whole time. He was carrying me the right. whole time. Mm-hmm. And so, same with Rocky. He just went through the same thing a few months ago uh, in refining the Lord himself. And, you know, like you always said, it's always a G-O-D. You know, every time you text me, you know, TK, I love you. We'll talk about something, and you'll tell me something good going on, and be like, "Man, I love you. Congratulations!" And it's always just a God thing. It really right? is, bro. You know, brother, when which you is said, exciting. When you said that you didn't see him or feel him, you said that that went through my chest. You know, um, and and my problem was is I didn't have anything else to blame. He was the last person I had to blame for all my problems. And, and so I found myself yelling at the sky quite often until I realized wow. the one day where he forced me into that bathroom. It forced me to look in the mirror and realize that the whole time the person that I was actually mad at was the one I was seeing in the reflection. Always the man in the mirror, baby. It's always the man in the mirror. And that was a humbling moment for me, brother. And so what was your moment? What what was the defining moment to where you looked at yourself in the mirror into your own eyes and you said, it's time? Well, uh, it was 2020. And and he came came to me through someone and said uh, that you can let that pain go. Uh, that it's not yours, um, that you didn't do those things. I did. I did them for a purpose. And now you're about to walk in that purpose. Mm-hmm. And so it it, it, it it developed in that moment an understanding uh, that it's really not about me at all. Right. This is, this is about him and his glory. And, right. and things don't happen to you. They happen for you. Right. And you might not be aware of it, but but it's there's a purpose right. for everything, and so the uh, all that path that I had to walk was purposeful. I had a hard time accepting that for a while. I had a hard time accepting the purpose part because I I I, I couldn't accept the fact that sometimes through these lessons there was pain, and I didn't like seeing either myself or people I love going through that pain. And, and sometimes it takes processing to understand that. Where so. you usually only change when there's pain. Yeah, right. but that's that's it. it, it that's no pain, thing. no gain, that's right? That's it. That's Bam. it. No pain, no gain, yep. baby. So let's kind of let's rewind a little bit. So I would say ninety nine point nine percent of the listeners already know, but for the point one percent that doesn't know the yep. DOC, Tracy Curry. Okay. Okay. Let's go back to Tracy Curry days <laughs> of the late eighties. You're here in Dallas. You're doing your thing. <laughs> Before you really became the DOC, right. let's go through that a little bit and, and kind of just let's let's kind of just take it from the point where you left high school and, and, and go from there. Well, I was, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a uh, 
a Dallas native, born and bred. Born and bred. I was uh, born and raised in you know, West Dallas uh, in the projects, and uh, you know we didn't have a whole lot. And when rap came around, I was kind of really good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wasn't very good at school, you know. Me neither. And, and uh, thank God for sports and girls. And so I gave up on it. And my parents, my mother didn't like it. Um, but I told her I wanted to be, a, you know, a rapper. I thought I could really do this. I'm good at it. Right. And so I quit going to high school. And she said, "Well, if you're going to do that, then you, you're going to go to the army because you're just not going to be in these streets and you're not right. going to jail and you're not." And so uh, I had met. A doctor, a guy named Dr. Rock, through a mutual friend who's a DJ in the city. Mm-hmm. When Dr. Dre came with this guy named Easy E to promote a record called Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. And they heard me and they were like, Man, you are something else, bro. If you were in California, I guarantee you we'd be rich. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anybody in California. Right. I'm, not, I'm not, you know. Right. But when my mother said, you're going to the Army, I, I, I kind of rethought that. Oh, uh, hey, Dr. Dre, uh, I'm on my way. <laughs> California, is that East or California West? California bound, baby. <laughs> Pretty much. And so I called Dre and asked him if that offer still stood. He said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I bummed a ticket, you know, off a friend, packed a bag with one bag with some clothes, few underwear, some t-shirts, and a all, And all your cowboy jerseys. That, well, I didn't have no cowboy jerseys back then. We was broke. Well, that's, now that's, that's the one question my youngest son who you met in Denver was like, because I was telling him you're coming on a show and, you know, they love you. And he was like, Dad, did he really wear all them jerseys? Because uh, you watch Straight Out Compton. Oh, yeah. They always have you on a, a Tony D jersey or somebody well, jersey, yeah, right? By the time some of that money started coming, that's all I bought. Oh, there you go. That okay. Was, that's how I that did was, for a that was That was his question. Like, did he really wear all them jerseys all the time like that? I'm like, well, you know, Bob, I'm going to ask him. Yeah. More oh, than yeah. likely, knowing, knowing DOC, probably, oh, because yeah. you don't see DOC usually without a jersey, especially on game day. Yep. That's right. And, and still do to this Yeah, day, me too. You know? You know, it's interesting because, um, uh, you know, as a, I was a promoter out in Spokane, Washington, and, and I've seen a lot of people, a lot of these artists, they, they really, it's, it's a tough industry, man. It's, oh, yeah. man, it's tough. And, and, and you see some of the, probably some of the worst behavior in human beings in this industry, you know, when you started really going hard in it and, and you started because fame is, can be a very good thing, but it can be a very dangerous thing too, you know? How did you adapt to that lifestyle? How did you adapt to from zero to a thousand overnight? Well, especially at what, 18, 19 years old? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you were what, only 18 or 19 That's years right. out there with Dre, That's right? right. And they were, they were about the same. They were 18, 19, 20 year old guys too, well, right? I think Dre is about five years older than me. Okay. And Easy maybe a couple years older than him. Okay. So we have somebody that could buy drinks. Oh, yeah. They, okay. They, they, and they were buying plenty of that. <laughs> uh, but it was really difficult, man. Like, I left at. Uh, uh, I left when I was 18 that year. I left that year and went to California by 20, by year 20. I, I had done mm. Easy's record, NWA's record, and my record. Mm. Wow. And my record is about to come out. So you're talking about a good maybe 18 to 20 months of straight work. And the benefits are about to start coming. So now I'm feeling myself. Yep. And and you're right, you know when you when when that 
when that monkey gets mm. on you and you start feeling like you're somebody. Mm. Um, but when it, the whole thing started with a prayer, mm -hmm. I prayed on my sister's couch and asked God to, to let me do this, you know, because this is what I think I can do. If you let me do this, I want to be the best in this business. If you give me that, I promise you that when it happens, I'm going to tell everybody it was you. Mm. It, it wasn't me. And so that was in the back of my mind this whole time. When I took the picture of my album cover, I took the picture in front of Statue of Jesus, mm -hmm. and the statue says King of Kings, Lord of Lords on it. I think the kids thought I was talking about myself. They started wearing it in their dream, in their mm -hmm. jewelry, in their hair, and, you know, and maybe after a while I started thinking it was me right. too, yep. you know, yep. and, and then the accident happens before, you know, right after the record comes out, two months later, the, the, the accident happens right before I'm going on tour the week before. Mm -hmm. Well, and even getting there, a lot of people don't understand. So again, you're young, right? You guys are having like, when we are all young, we're having fun. Oh yeah. It's all about having fun. That's right. And what a lot of people might know, might not understand that even though you weren't really making a ton of money, in those two years, mm -hmm. the excess of pretty much anything you wanted was available. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, you know, if you guys want to go to a party, you want to do this, you want to do that, it's always available. And, um, the fact that you guys even kept it together to a certain point, because I know even at my, at that age it, where I would have been, if it was kind of like, you're going here, you can drink. If you want this, you want that it's available. So, you know, really kind of hats off too for even kind of holding it together and good Lord watching for over you guys while all that was going on, like he does all of us. And, you know, I tell my kids when they're in college, like, I get it, but you just got to roll it down a little bit. It's college. Bring it back. Wind it down. You know, <laughs> I, I got to get what you're doing, but just wind it down a little bit, you know, with the drinking and I get it. Right. But so with that being said too, so you were, I mean, you were, like a utility player for the most part, first two years. You were helping Dre out. You were helping NWA out. You were on tour with those guys. Yeah. You were, you know, you all were family. You were brothers. Yes. And then your album comes out. And, and before we get to the accident, let's talk about the accident because, again, the way it's not really portrayed in the movie, the reality of what happened. Um, it's pretty interesting story of what happened before it actually happened. So let's let's tell the tell the everybody listening kind of what happened that night that you got into your accident and what happened. Well, uh, the record had just come out. <clears throat> I don't want to clarify something you said. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, earlier, it slipped my mind. I was trying to hold on to it. Uh, um, but, oh, uh, during that first 20 months, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody had money. Right. Except for easy. Right. And so we worked. Right. It was all about work. Right. And and we loved what we did. Right. The success and all the other things that happen until after the stuff comes out. Right. And it explodes. Right. Now all those other things are. So it's almost payday now. That's right. Now we're getting to cash in. 
and they had already started cashing in. So I know my time is coming. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the record is out. Um, I, I've done a couple of videos. Record shooting up the charts, yeah. like almost number one, yeah. right? Or no, was it number no, one at number, that point? It was number twelve uh-huh. at this time. And uh, uh, I'm shooting videos uh, during a weekend for the next two videos that are going to be coming out down right, the road. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, two videos over one weekend is a lot of time spent. And uh, there's someone around that says, hey, I got something that could help you, mm-hmm. you know, stay up and get this, mm-hmm. you know. Stay energized. And there was that whole thing. And and I fell into that hole. And, you know, and it was that. That was the beginning of, of, of the end because it was 24 hours after that moment that the wreck happened. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So you were up and drinking. I'm up in the air drinking that night, and uh, the video ends at about 5 o'clock in the morning, and I go back home, uh, and uh, but I can't go to sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I get back up, and then I'm all over the place all day long, and... Mm-hmm. and uh, Cleaning the shower with the toothbrush, just trying. Still to probably, still home. probably having cocktails, oh, hanging yeah, out. Yeah, no, I'm still in the street. I mm-hmm. go, yep. I go home, but then I go back out mm-hmm. into the world, mm-hmm. just loaded and have fun all day. And then these like, these women call me that night, that evening. Is they had been at the video shoot, just said we'd like to, you know, and then Hang so, out. so and so. There you go. There's yep. an old other, and then they introduced a whole another thing to me uh, in the form of a little pill. Mm-hmm. And and so after I had that little uh, escapade with those people, I don't want to go to sleep where they are. So right. I'm in Beverly Hills somewhere. I said, well, now, now I'm tired. Now yep. I'm going to go home. Yep. And I uh, just never made it. Well, coming through Beverly Hills, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. At a high yeah. rate of speed. Yeah. Right? And, tell yeah. Them, and let's take it from that point. Uh, well, I was going through Hollywood and that uh, uh, style got pulled over by the police. And they saw me and recognized me. And I got out of the car and started... Uh, um, being entertaining, you know, mm-hmm. and they enjoyed it, you know, and we, we gone out and kicked it and they made me sign a ticket and let me go. Yeah. And so instead of getting a DUI and going to jail and been up for what, three days, a couple of days for, for sure. For 24, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. So exhausted. And you know, now adrenaline's even higher because you just got pulled over. Right. So anybody, I don't care if you straight sober, get pulled over, your adrenaline starts running. Like I'm getting to get a ticket. I'm just got pulled over. Oh my God. Do I got any warrants? Like even me, I know my record's clean, but even me, I'm starting thinking like, Hmm, you know, okay, here, let's see what thing. Like, let me be TK entertaining here and see if I get myself out of this ticket. Right. And I'm I'm a funny guy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I'm a funny guy. So they let Doc go. They let him go. And then, as he's driving, you fell asleep. Fell asleep. And that was a wrap. 
and from that point. Uh, there was intervention in the works right there, and, and it wasn't it wasn't intervened, and you went See, on. this in here, and here is where most people will never get the lesson. All of those things had to take place. Right. And couldn't have taken place any other way. Right. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here with this Man, brother, right. Man, it's, it takes a lot to get to a point to say that. You I, have to get back up off of it and understand it's his journey. Right. It's not yours. Right. You know, the, the thing about when you can tap into the spiritual side with God on the I am, I tell people all the time, like, let me help you out a little bit. Your destiny was already foreseen and foretold before you even popped out of your mom. Pretty much. Like, you have these things you can do, right? You have choices. You can go this way, you can go this way. God's always going to get you back where he wants you. One way or another, he's going to get you, right? So um, so you have your accident. You actually crush your larynx. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, I crushed my weather, the, uh, what they call it, the, the people that try to help you out after. The EMTs and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, those guys, they they intubated me and I was fighting them and they just uh, dislocated the larynx. Yeah. And, uh, it wasn't the actual accident that caused it. No. It was the medical yeah. on the scene. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, you, 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 you want to blame, mm-hmm. you want to, but you can't blame because it's mm-hmm. all a process right. that must happen. Uh, well, at so, that point in time, you're blaming. Oh yeah. Like it's day, like I'm blaming at well, this I, point, I but down the road you look back and go, okay, right. you know what? Again, I got to look in the mirror. That's right. Right. And, and accept the facts that I made some choices that probably shouldn't have made. And because of those, God put me on a different path than maybe what he already had me on the first time. You know, again, right. you got all these things like God have you on this path until he, until he needs to wake you back up, put see, you on this path. This is how I see it, brother. God, God doesn't have time to wait on you. Right. He's all, he already knows. Right. So the path is already written. It's already you're the written. only one that doesn't know what you're right. going to do. Right. So whatever you, whatever screw up you're going to do, mm-hmm. he already knows. He already that. knows. Yeah, that's already in the plan. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're going to end up here <clears throat> because that's where you were intended to go. Correct. And it's always for his glory, not yours. Right. So when you started getting up into the uh, when, what, who's, and why, and why I did, and what I did, and it's why I am, and I am, that's vanity. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. just to rewind just a little bit, I got a per- just for my own personal question. So you and Suge Knight created Death Row. So you're sure. you're literally a co-founder of Death Row, oh, correct? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Or were you really the founder and then brought Suge in? Like, how did that all happen? Yeah, and, bro, you could say that. Yeah, you I think, mean? yeah, you pretty much were like, we, let's do it our own deal. That's right. Brought Suge in. That's right. So you guys were co-founders of Death Row Records. Well, we which were co-founders of a record company that we were calling uh, Nightlight Productions okay. and Funky Enough Records or something like that. Um, but that, but, but it was just after the wreck. Right. right. And so my mind is spaghetti, you know, right, right now. And I said, I just can't do it. I can't do this without track. And, and Suge still wasn't really even on the map yet. No. Nobody really even knew of Suge. I mean, he was kind of rolling with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you, you guys end up creating Death Row, and then got Dr. Dre to come over with you from well, there, right? We, we created uh, the the atmosphere yeah. necessary for Dre to see it might be better over here if we did our own thing. Right. Because everybody's getting abused over here. Right. We took that idea and turned it into a situation called Future Shock. Okay. Which turned into Death Row. Okay. You know, it was... It was, we were all uh, equal, uh, 
equally yoked into this right. huge shock idea. Right. And then by the time it got to be Death Row, it was really close to the album being finished, which which you guys know as the Chronic. The Chronic, right. And uh, and then my name suddenly disappeared from everything. From the ownership. From yeah. Yeah, so she pretty much said... Well, I don't, know who left. Said, I don't know who said it. But, somebody but just somebody took you off. It. Somebody from your original idea took you off the paperwork. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't there. And said, we'll still give you an office, hang out, have fun, work with us, you know, do your thing. Well, I didn't, I didn't know what else to do. What else could you really yeah. do at that point? Yeah, right? I have to figure it out along the way and maybe I'll, you know. But, but that's where the music was and that's mm-hmm. where. And I was really at that point in life really ashamed and didn't want to come home and face it, you know, and so I just stayed in that mess. Well, even with your voice, you had told me at one point way back that if you would have took the time off, you probably wouldn't have That's right. the, the voice you have now, but because they kind of pushed you back into like get out there and get back on the tour and yeah. keep singing and do your thing, yeah. because you hadn't had to give your voice proper rest is where it well, came. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the innovation is what caused the initial, and this and you got to see it as a, like you got to see God in it. Just how mm-hmm. cool, right? Is. Right. The innovation is what caused the initial problem. They wanted me back on the road. Uh, I agreed to have uh, surgery to remove scar tissue to expedite the healing process. Uh, when they went in, they cut way too much tissue from around mm-hmm. that larynx, and so. From that point on, it, it could probably never heal. Mm-hmm. You know, the only healing is 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 if uh, is, the, is the, when it, the GOD. That's it. And and he's kind of working on that a little bit I with see. you. We'll come we'll come back to this. We'll come back to that here. Well, in wait, minute. yeah, because I gotta tell you this, uh, and we right, we'll say yeah. that that caveat for the end that the voice is never really left. Right, it's always been here. Right, uh, but but uh, as far as it coming back by itself after that uh, uh, scar tissue, scar tissue removal, which just wasn't going to happen. Right. Let me. I, I want to ask something before we get too far ahead about the shame part, um, because I, I find myself always constantly trying to protect myself from that. I, you know, this this egotistical pride I carry sometimes is dangerous and toxic. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, we put a lot of us out there. And we talk a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. You know, I do. You know, it's just because I'm a manifester. I, I say it because it puts me in a position where I got to do it now. Mm-hmm. Right? But I always find myself making sure that I need to make sure I'm doing what I'm saying because that shame, because that thing is a tough thing to face. When you were going through that, brother, uh, what was the pivotal point? Because, I mean, you kept yourself in a darker world because of that shame, you know, um, instead of stepping out, figuring it out, processing, and then stepping back in. It... How did you overcome all that? I didn't. I stayed in that hole until God pulled me out in 2020. Well, that's a long time. Yeah, it was. It's a long man. ride, brother. It's a long ride. Yep. And I was telling uh, uh, TK when, when we were coming up the stairs that I stopped drinking about a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. I, got a, I got a birthday now. It's, I could be more proud. His birthday's coming up in June. No, no, I mean, it, it, this is a different kind of birthday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, because someone that, that I know and I respect said that to me, he says uh, that he had stopped and that he had a birthday. And he says, if you don't have a birthday, then that says today that you're, you're telling yourself you're going to drink again. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And mm-hmm. so I love I, it. I created that birthday Good for you, that bro. day because I, 
and then and, and so it's been a couple months since mm-hmm. then. But I know that God for for all intents and purposes that was the last step mm-hmm. to let God know he's okay. This guy's ready, right? You know, so whatever these blessings are, you know, get your back straight because mm-hmm. here they come, right? right. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, it's it's, a, it's all these experiences that even I've had the last year. I've, I've always wondered now that I go back and think about it. Is this him making sure that I'm staying grounded and humbled? Of course. Because, you know, global domination, you know, it's a big task. You know what I'm saying, brother? Um, I, I know we don't have a ton of time, and I, I just want to make sure we cover your upcoming documentary. So okay. if there's anything I'm missing, brother, just, just add it in. But I want to make sure that the people really understand the meaning and the depth behind what you're trying to produce here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just let's, let's talk about what you got coming up in the future. You've been working on this documentary. A couple of things. Let's back up. So you, you came and played in a celebrity game in 2021. Yes, I struck out, which is one of the low points. The of first my time. Oh, don't worry. It's only about in front of nine thousand. That's right. People. That's it's right. Only I did 9, get to hit the second time. You, you did right. get to hit the second time. Okay. You got redemption the second time. Okay. You were geared up to play this year, and you got a phone call. You and I had lunch probably about two weeks before that. I think maybe three weeks, and you're like, man. I'm kind of waiting on this call from Tribeca. They might show my documentary there. I don't know if they would. And, you know, remember, I was like, who wouldn't show your documentary? Like, right. bro, you're going to get that phone call. Right. Like, I'm telling you, you're yeah. getting it. Yeah. And it was probably like the next day you called me and like, I'm, I'm going to miss the celebrity game because I'm going to be in Tribeca yeah. with the film festival. So let's talk about yeah. how that worked and kind of what you've been working on and, and what's coming up with your documentary. Because it's phenomenal. I've seen some pieces of it. And, um, and, and from just from you and from J.A. told me, Jonathan Anderson, like he's still on cloud nine from watching it. Bro, and he's like, bro, it's, it's like great. life changer. It's and nice. uh, so I can't wait to see the whole thing. But, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So, first of all, it's, it's you know, all glory. You know, it's, a, it's God's movie. I'm mm-hmm. just the vehicle he chose to tell this story. And the, the, the moral of the story is very simple. It all started with this prayer, right? I, t- I saw, I said it earlier, almost mm-hmm. as a scout. Mm-hmm. I want to be the greatest, and if you let me do that, I'm going to tell everybody. And so at that moment, God already knew we'd be talking right now. Mm-hmm. This documentary is going to come out so that I could, when it comes out and those lights hit me, what do you think I'm going to say to the people? Mm-hmm. It was him. G-O-D it wasn't me. Right. And mean it in a year, you know what I mean? Right. And so that's that's how powerful God is. Uh, mm-hmm. He spoke it, and now it will be, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and those things, too, is as they happen, mm-hmm. things are, you know, again, he's taking things from you because you are sacrificing, right? Like, okay, I don't need alcohol anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't need this anymore. I don't call anymore. that a sacrifice. Well, no, but, it's not a sacrifice. Yeah. But, you know, for a lot of people who would go, gosh, uh, uh, stop drinking, what? Like, for you, you're like, hey, you know what? I'm done with it. You know. And it's not really a sacrifice, but you're just like, hey, I'm done with it. But again, like you said, that's God. You're just working through the channels with God on everything, right? And again, it's not sacrifice. And it, like, that's a good point. It's just you going, I don't need it. Because I, I did it because when the accident happened, I, I started doing these things, um, like my brother said, to escape right. that pain. Right. Um or to be, or to escape a feeling of, of, of un, uncertainty or un, of being uncool or, mm-hmm. or un, uneasy in a place or a situation right. Right. or who I am. 
but now I like who I am. Right. I think I'm pretty dope. I love who you are. <laughs> I, I he says, no, I don't think I am pretty dope. Okay. Yeah, you're OG dope. I don't move with fear anymore. Yeah. Right. And so I don't have a need to, to change who I am for, for a place I love that. or anybody. I yeah, probably the fear. only fear that would be coming up is November 4th if you're Strike. if you're not running crazy and you're at the next celebrity game and you come up to that plate for the next time, probably in front of about 12,000 people. All right, I'm just going to say. There'll probably be a little bit of uh, some anxiety. So I am plate. the in-booth announcer this year, and I'm just, excuse my friend. Bro, it was, all, it was all the beer. It was shoving down my throat. <laughs> okay, all right. That's why I swung yeah. and missed. Well, we always have a and good time. I and I didn't know that you could only strike out twice in softball. Well, you only have two, so you start with two strikes. Yeah. So you're thinking you got a third strike yeah, coming. Yeah, that's what I thought. And, and it wasn't that you you struck out. It was you saw a pitch come, and the guy was like, All right, striked, no, no. So we out. do have an official conspiracy here. <laughs> we yeah. do have. So he wasn't dialed in because he thought he had another pitch. Yeah. I think we should do a redo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the second time he came up, he, he knew. Like start swinging, and he hit it. And that was a, that was going back to that, not taken away from the documentary what we're talking about. But um, you know, it was, it was such a fun weekend because his birthday was the tenth, mm-hmm. and we had Friday night was the party. His mom's birthday is twelfth, so Mama Curry was at the game. Awesome, and we I got the whole that. crowd to sing Happy Birthday to her. Yes, bro. I mean we had the best time with her. It was so yeah. touching, bro. The, the, the cameras, like that was a movie moment. That was a moment, and that was a God given moment yeah, for man. me. To be able to do that for my mom, man. Yeah, and she's was, such amazing. You were saying earlier, Stan stuck up there in that hole. My mother came up there when I had to wreck. Yep. She begged and pleaded with me and cried at my at my feet, please come home. And I said, I can't come home, Mom. You know. Yep. And she came home, and she still worries about her big grown-ass son today. Yep. Mm-hmm. So to be able to do that for my mama. Oh, it was the yeah. best. I mean, it was, to, to me, the highlight yeah. because and, and your daughter was there, Putin That's was right. there, your boys were there, That's your family, right. your wife, family, right. everybody was there enjoying it. It was such a great week. And I'm telling you, when, when you don't, like, a lot of guys are like, oh, I'm playing, I'm playing, and then they might not. He was literally, like, torn between yeah. Tribeca and the game, and I was kind of like, uh, right. Tribeca, yeah. like, don't worry about the game. Yep. Like, go enjoy. Like, this is it. Like, this is what you've been working on. It's right. t- it's time to launch it, baby. Hey, brother, really quick. My my parents have not physically seen anything we built on here. They just know that I live in Texas. Wow. Um, I, I love them. It, it, they're just, it's hard to tell somebody what you're doing because they don't know how to picture it. <clears throat> when you told me about your mom, I was just like, holy crap, this just went through my chest because I got a hold of TK about three weeks ago. I'm like, I need some space. He's like, what do you mean? My mom and dad are going to come down, and they actually want to see the world that we've created, and they want to go to the Celebrity Game, and they want to go to the Miracle League. Mm-hmm. And, um, I could not express just saying goodbye to my parents leaving home goes through my soul, you know, because I've learned the value of what little I got, and that's their part of that value. But to be able to have mom and dad come down here, brother, and, and just to see and to hear words of happiness that, yeah. that they've seen all the bullshit you've yeah, been through and yeah, all the bro. nightmares I've given them, dude. Yeah, you know bro. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The sleepless nights, the amount of times them bailing me out of jail and all that shit. For them to say, you know what, Mom and Dad, I love you and I made it right. That's right. I made it right. Look at me now, Mom. That's you right. You know what I'm saying, brother? So thank you for saying that, man. God bless you, man. It just added on to them coming down for the game. So. Mm-hmm. And they're going to look. I had so much fun for Frozen. A hell of a yes. party. And, uh, oh, we always we do it right. Well, one more thing I, I did want to talk about too that that's kind of underappreciated with what your music was. And back when 
rap and hip hop first started, there was a lot of cursing going on. <laughs> and you were like, I'm not cursing on my records. Mine's going to be radio ready. I'm not cursing on mine. So you didn't curse on your albums and it still went straight up. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, to me, that says so much about you as well. When it could have been easy to curse and do whatever you want to do, you know, kind of go with the flow to go. I love what you're doing, mm-hmm. but this is what I'm going to do. And I'm staying right here in my lane. And again, straight to the top. I like to think of myself as a man of principle. I don't, uh, follow anybody else's idea about right, wrong, good, mm-hmm. bad, or indifferent. I'm a child of, of the most high, and uh, I love everybody. That's, mm-hmm. uh, once you come to the understanding that it's him, that it's all him, then the command, the second commandment becomes easier. Right. You love your brother like you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Everything and you just said is... Is a representation of what you're wearing. It's creating the change, being the change you desire. Well, that's the final thing I want to hit on. So you get you, you got your documentary coming, but then you said, you know what? I want to create change back in the communities, <laughs> and I want to create a foundation, <laughs> and I want to do some things that, again, nobody's really done. And that's what you're working on also right now. So tell us a little bit about the foundation and what you're doing with all that. So the, the foundation is called Doc Cares. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it started out as a school. Mm-hmm. Uh, for arts, entertainment, technology, um, so that I could take these lessons uh, that I've learned in this business and interject them into into underserved communities in in uh, in Dallas, right, or or Fort mm-hmm. Worth or anywhere, mm-hmm. you know. And it's really starting to take a take on a life of its own. And this, what I thought was a uh, uh, could be a nice school is actually turning out to, to maybe be in a campus, mm-hmm. you know, that goes K through 12 mm-hmm. with all sort of bells and whistles inside uh, for, for problems with, with uh, of our young people, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mental health issues mm-hmm. or teenage pregnancy mm-hmm. or all the things that are causing real problems and get in there and strengthen these children one at a time if I have to in a big circle that all exists under three rules. No guns, no violence, no threats of violence. Mm-hmm. And we use our our oneness to create everything we want and just expand that bubble one baby at a time if we right. have to. Right. No, it's phenomenal. You know, I remember I was watching uh, uh, the little child was in fifth grade and he had major disabilities and he was giving a speech in front of the whole school. But when he got up to go up on stage, all the kids scattered away from him like he had the plague. Wow. It broke my heart. His grandfather was next to me and his dad was right next to him. But you know what really got me, brother? was that adults in the audience laughed at that behavior. Uh, that little brother gets up on stage and he talks for 10 minutes about the three people in five years that were nice to him. That's all he remembered was that one girl that held the door open in second grade. That was the niceness, right? And I run into this and I talk about it on this other show that I do during the week. It, it, I run into this frustration of society because we're expecting, we're expecting our youth to change, to be different, but yet as adults, we're creating toxicity within our societies that is not giving them the tools to be better. So... In regards to like your organization and what you're trying to do, that's one of those things where we lead by example. We go mm-hmm. do Miracle League because mm-hmm. we know those kids need us. Well, we need those kids. We need those you know, kids. We love going and seeing those kids. It, right? it, it makes life change the perspective. It <clears throat> makes the perception of everything that's it, change. Bro. That's the key. All of a sudden, I go look at these little kids at Miracle League. I'm like, holy shit, my problems aren't as nearly as bad as I thought they were when I'm looking at somebody who wished they had the problems I had. You know? When you look at life differently, your 
your frequency changes. Mm -hmm. When your frequency changes, the world around you changes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all all inside you. Correct. Everything. Well, I've I've been reading a book called Project 369, and it's about frequencies and manifestation. Jessica got it for me for Christmas. And I think you're supposed to do it in one month, and I'm probably going on my third month, but I really take my time with it, you know, <laughs> and right. then I find something, I'll go over to it, get into a rabbit hole on it, right? So right. I, and I review it, and I spend some time because it's so, it's all about frequencies and vibrations. And I've always been in tune with manifestation and, you know, what you project and what yeah. you think. And but the, but the number one thing in that book that I've taken away to the most part is, you know, again, God is the I am. Right. He's he's the creator of the creation. Right. And if you have God in you, then you have his I am to create your own creation of what you want in life. That's exactly correct. And the universe will bring you what you want if you're tuned in to the I am of above the power from above. Right. That flows through you to create yours. And I always tell people I'm going through right now. I go through it all the time. But. When you're going through trials, that's actually a good time to rejoice, where a lot of us will get down and and start being angry or, Mm. you know, throwing our little fits because we're kind of spoiled because we've had it so good for so long that when we start going through trials, we throw our little fits. And the reality is like, hold on, rejoice you're going through this because on the flip side of this are great blessings. That's right. Right? And That's a lot right. of times it's the devil trying to throw you mm-hmm. off path. That's, That's why exactly I tell me and Rocky have had this conversation like, dude, don't get too down about that. That's the devil trying to disrupt your what God has for you. That's correct. He's trying to disrupt you. Just keep focusing forward. Keep staying in the fight. Keep going forward, right? And so ultimately just, you know, everybody goes through hard times. Like, it is what it is. Yep. It's life. And But if we can go, hey, look, even if it's just through the day, and you're in your bed at night and you're lucky enough to have a bed with blankets and covers and a pillow and mm. a house or apartment or just a shelter over your head and you can wake up the next day it's like great god gave me another day i'm going to take a deep breath and i'm getting back in the fight today with a positive mindset that's right positive energy mm-hmm. and i'm going for it I right somebody say that the other day uh um if i were to give you uh if I had to give you uh, a big bag with 10, mil- 10 billion bucks in cash right now, mm-hmm. um, but you can't wake up in the morning, would you take it? Yeah, no. And they went, no. Just no. people that'll say yes. Uh, uh, you know? Well, there's a lot of people that, you know, because society has told them to play safe, get yeah. your corporate job, do this, do that. And I remember when Jessica and I were talking years ago, we first started doing Crate and Verve. She's like, you know, you could go back into the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could. I could make a lot of money back in a corporate world. But again, tomorrow's not even promised. True indeed. So I could play it safe, but tomorrow I might not even be here. That's right, bro. So I'm going all out. Every single day that God gives me, it's 110% all day long. I'll get my rest. I'm going to wake up, catch my breath, hit Pilates, hit my workout with my trainer, oh, and get man. back in the fight. And you look great, by Thank the way. Thank you, brother. I'm the one with the boots. You're looking good, boy. Okay. You're looking good. You tell me you gained some weight. I didn't see no weight. You joking. You trying to joke on me. <laughs> Pilates. I got concerns over that whole Pilates <laughs> thing every morning. He talks about it. It's, it's a ritual. I love him getting really good at it. We'll talk about that later. A Intervention time. A so it's actually a good quality time for me and mom in the morning. I do want to, I do want to take a moment to tell these folks about this documentary. Yes. I think it's important. Uh, that it took me uh, uh, all this time to really 
to, to put this thing in a place where it, where it could do some good by me and I can get out there and do some good work. And, and so there are a couple of people at the table that are really, I think I should have a nice deal in place by the first of the month. Congratulations. I know, bro. Awesome. You've, oh, been, you've been working on for years. Congratulations. Bro. And so that when that domino falls, it just simply opens up the door that I can do much more things mm-hmm. um, because I'm happy about uh, the documentary. I'm happy about uh, your foundation. My, my foundation. I'm happy about the things I'm going to be able to, to do in the community. And uh, there's a, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but it's going to be really hard. You were talking about the voice thing. There's a, there's an IA assisted program that can take your voice and make it sound like Donald Trump. Hmm. It can take your voice and make it sound like Kendrick Lamar. Make it sound like Elvis. I'm getting back in. I'm going, I'm grab me a mic. So wow. when I understood this is a new technology that that's working and, and, and almost indistinguishable yours yeah. from theirs, right. then that says to me that I could take this voice and give them the whole record that they're asking for. Get my voice back. Mm -hmm. So it's always here now. Mm -hmm. G.O.D. gave it back to me through Mm -hmm. this program. If I want to make a rap record as D.O.C., that old guy, it's possible now. That's amazing. That's exciting. And so that's just on the tip of my brain of being able to to, to jump back into this world and create a whole bunch of new world of art. But I want to establish it as something I can use these, take these babies with me mm-hmm. so they can see how it's done. They can get paid and they'll be, they can be rich before they even get to college. Right. And if you want to go do four years, go have at it. Right. If you want to go into the corporate world, have at it. But I've, I've taught you how to be a young entrepreneur right. who can get out there with the right intent and, and knowing that this is about us, mm-hmm. and if we have to worry about Dallas-Fort Worth, our cubby hole in this big old world, then let's just make sure that's the best piece of sand right. on the beach. Right. Yeah. No, it's exciting. Well, it's like anything else. You drop that pebble in the lake, and it just starts doing this, right? Absolutely. So we dropped the pebble here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and because you got people in Fort Worth already saying, hey, too, we're in. We want to help out with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So all of Dallas-Fort Worth, there's a lot of people in Dallas-Fort Worth going, hey, let's do this thing, right? So the one more thing I just want to tell everybody that you, you might not know is that the DOC, you know, you think, oh, he's DOC, he's hardcore. This guy has the biggest heart. He's the biggest softy, really. I mean, and, and really. I, he, I don't agree to that. I do. He, well, when it comes to his family, he is the best dad. Like, I've been around him when he's talked to Puma. I've been around his. We were just here when his, his son mm-hmm. FaceTimed him from yep, school, yep, yep. going, hey, Dad, talk to my teacher for a minute. <laughs> you know, because the DOC, after he leaves here, he's going to go talk to the kids at school, and they're, and they're all excited. But he really is, like, so all about family. With his wife, he just adores her, his kids, his mom. I mean, and they all come to the celebrity game. And it's just such a joy and so much fun just to kind of see just the, the joy they bring you. Yeah. Right? Like, it's kind of like just when they're around you, you just kind of become like, it's kind of funny. Just, you know, not, I wouldn't, what's the, what's the best term? You just, just almost are in awe. I love when they come, you just when they come around, you just almost in awe of your children. You know, you just like so thankful and grateful for them. Right. It's so awesome. Is something like that. Is is that something how you were raised? Um, Because I know I come from a very strong Italian 
family oriented, but you know, through life there's disconnect, you know, you yeah. kind of lose that. Uh, or is it through both? Is it some of the experiences you had that really made you appreciate that the most important precious thing is right there? Yeah. If I'm being honest, it's because I didn't have that right. as a kid. Right. And so I don't want my kids to ever have that. So, right. I, so I give them what, what you mm. know, I talk to my brothers about that all the time. Like they love to see me with these boys because they know they saw the life I had. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. No, it's exciting. It's a lot of fun. What else we got coming up? Anything else that we need to know about coming up? And how can how can people guide you? Well, Rocky, you're going to put all DOC's links, all his Instagram, everything. All the information is going to be, battle. just go to battlescarspodcast.com. I'm going to have a link, an article, videos, bios, everything and anything. But I am really in tune to what you're doing locally. Thanks. And I want in 100%, whatever I can do. He's Thank absolutely you, one of my favorite people. We, we talk and text all the time. Um, you know, and just like you and I, yep. you know, sometimes you're frustrated and you're, you know, you just need to talk to somebody where you're like, man, I'm frustrated about this, <laughs> you know, and, and your brother's going to, don't worry about it. Right. Like I've gone to him going, yep. man, I'm about at my wits end. Yep. And he's always the calm voice back vice, vice versa. <laughs> you know, he'll text me something, say, Hey, listen, this, I'm, I'm kind of getting up. I'm tired of this. You know, this is happening. Like stay the course. Yep. It's going to be all right. You and I have those conversations all the time. And that's what we should do as brothers. We should, you know, we're, we got, we got to help each other. That's right. right? We got to help keep, carry each other. We got to carry the load carry the load. for each other to keep each other up running all the time because we go, to, I mean, you go to have bad days. Wait a minute, I got to say this. And this is just a couple of days ago. Uh, yeah, we're all trying to swim through a, a sea of muck. And, and to find that that powerful circle that you have and knowing that anybody within your circle you can reach out to at any given time is a blessing beyond measure. This is a couple of days ago. I'm really, I'm, you know, the, the, you know, doing big business. Mm-hmm. When, when you're the, the, like the low guy, they, they try to be really hardcore with you and it's disappointing sometimes. They'll try to take advantage. And so I got to, it's one, one evening I just, starts giving Snoop all my business. Mm-hmm. The machine is trying to lock me out, dog. Yep. It's so much stress, blah, 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 blah. At the end of all that ranting, he says, love you, stay strong, dog. God's yep. in control. Mm-hmm. See, this is how we do it. And even Snoop Dogg, you and I went and saw Snoop Dogg on July 4th, what, two years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you know, we're both, both our wives are like, you better be home by fireworks. <laughs> like when that, when it gets dark, you better already be in this house, right? So we're both like, we got to get on. But Snoop, um, something else that you've done, because when you were kind of behind the scenes, you were still helping all these young artists come up. Oh, yeah. And Snoop has the utmost respect for you, like a big brother, just like he does with Dre. Like you two are like big brothers that really carried him. And a lot of people don't know that, um, like this and like that and like this, you came up with that for Snoop <laughs> and, and different things like that, helping these young artists like, why don't you try this, That's try right. that, That's do right. this, do that, That's right. right, with their music coming up. And so when, when you throw the word legend, you know, it gets kind of thrown out there quite a bit. People have no idea the legend that the DOC really is behind the scenes and the young artists and, you know, the history of that you – like when you think about just that time in history yep. that you were front and center, you were right up on the front lines with all of it. Like to me, it's just like knowing Tupac, <laughs> you know, everything going on, just being in the studios with those guys and, and watching them as young artists coming up and being in there with Dre and the things that you and Dre have, you know, again, had this relationship even for what, 40 years now. Well, I mean, watching, you guys have been watching, watching magic 
watch being able to watch you and your brothers do your magic in the studio that would be one of those experiences that you just go grab that little chair in the corner have your little supply with you don't move and experience it man because that's real life man being put down in the well there's a picture of him and Snoop on yeah uh, I saw that DOC's saw that. Yeah. timeline yep. and their heads are down right and Jessica looked at it and she's like are they praying or what do you think they're doing I'm like they're listening mm-hmm. they're listening they don't need to see they're 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 yep. down here because they don't want it, they don't want their eyes to affect yep. the senses yep. of their ears Mm. And she said, exactly she right. goes, I thought they were, pr- they were praying. Well, they, you know, maybe they could have been praying too. I don't know. <laughs> you know, if they're praying, the other people in the background aren't praying. Right, so right. at least Snoop and Doc is praying. But I think what the picture is, is that they are listening to what is coming through so they can help. But, but it was pretty, it's pretty impactful picture, actually. I want to say this for, for us in, in our space, in our, our backyard here in Dallas and Fort Worth, mm-hmm. that moment in time that existed out there on the West Coast when we were doing all of that stuff, mm-hmm. that moment in time is here. Right. We're about to walk into the, those, that, the thing that you did, just described, being able to do that, those days are right here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about to happen for us. Yeah. And so what you just said, you may very well be doing in the next six to eight months. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Well, you know, like I always tell Rocky, like, Rocky, one thing I know about God, he didn't bring me this far to fail. That's right. So, and and really, when you think about it, and and I did this on a one-minute moto, I don't know, this week, I think, uh, because people call me all the time. They're like, TK, you know, you're around a lot of people, successful people. Like, what's their secret? And it's like, it's real easy. They just kept... Every day, getting up and staying in the fight. They didn't throw in the towel. They didn't give up on their dreams. They didn't go, well, you know what? It might not work out. I'm just going to go ahead and go back to the corporate, or this didn't work out. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to give up on my marriage. I'm going to quit my job. But they stayed in the fight, and they made it work. Yeah. And they just kept, they, they, one guy told me, he says, I don't know if I was an idiot or brilliant by just staying in. Because everybody was saying, you're an idiot. And he, but his, but they can't see his vision yeah. of what he could see. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then now he's a genius because it came to fruition. Right. So when you have people out there trying to tell you that mm. you can't, you know, you're not going to make it, this ain't, they can't see what you see. Yep. They don't know what's in here. And as long as this in here is still driving, like I said, with the energy, because again, I'm big time into the positive energy, just the yep. energy of you, of you, you're going to get there. So just stay in the fight. Well, just like you said, at the beginning of the show, you're not led by fear. No. You know, it, that, that's know. it. Bottom line. We've already been through hell. Once you've gone through hell, you're like, what? It's easy now. I'm just going to get on God's coattails and we're going to ride it and we're going to take care of it. When is the documentary supposed to be coming out? This summer. This summer? Yeah. Okay. And we'll keep everybody posted. And we're going to do a big, um, uh, a big show premiere. here, big premiere here. And yeah, premiere. Yeah. Thank oh, you here absolutely. at DFW. Okay, good. Absolutely. AT&T Stadium. Dude, that would be fantastic, man. Man, that would be. Yeah, that would be a little bit more than fantastic. That's where they did the uh, premiere for 13 Hours. That, you know, really? Yeah, um, we, Jessica and I went to the premiere of 13 Hours, and I was lucky enough to be invited VIP, and um, they had the whole premiere on the screen at wow. AT&T Stadium. See, that's, so that's why couldn't we do AT&T Stadium? Holy moly. Right? You're about the guys. I yes, think we can. Friend. I'll announce it for you. Why can't Ladies we? and gentlemen, the DLC. Dang. Come on. <laughs> they had a big red carpet down there on the field. When, you know, right. they were filming every, you know, so all the fans could see it. And, yeah. Um, the whole nine yards is really cool. So I just, I know we're running out of time and you got to get to the school. Mm-hmm. Um, I, two things really quick. Back in the days, I just had a flashback. Whenever I'll put on the music, 
I always sat different in my car. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll be driving regular, and then all of a sudden you put on some old school, and then all of a sudden you just said, "Yeah, I gotta lean with it." Yeah, and then you, you drive by old ladies, and you're like, "Yo, how you doing?" Yeah, yeah, everything changes in your reality. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Mm-hmm. Or got, you roll that window down a little bit. I had cube on earlier today. Yeah, you did. And it's kind of like. Let me let make sure this neighborhood listens a little bit on my way out. On my way <laughs> That's out. right. Ah, you gotta love it. I've never done this before, and I'm gonna ask a favor of you. Sure. Because of how everything happened, I told you about my experience before I went in treatment, the music, battle scars, all this, and now I'm sent with the DOC. Can you take this show out in prayer? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, And after the prayer, stay, because there's a video... Of Doc, going to come up. You see the old school DOC coming up. So, it's ladies and enough. gentlemen, I just the DOC right here. All the information is going to be on battlescarspodcast.com. DOC, brother man, for you to take your time out and to come in and, and just show some love for us and, and all the viewers. I'm so grateful for your time, brother. Thank yes, you so sir. much, man. Yes, sir. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Tim Clun, on behalf of DOC, and of course, brother Ron Phillips back there in the production room, I am Rocky Stucci, battlescarspodcast.com. From our family to yours, much love, much respect. DOC is going to take us out. Father God, I come to you humbly. I ask you to please forgive me for my sins, my wrongs, and my trespasses, my God, any lack of faith. I thank you for these men, my God. I thank you for this podcast and for this opportunity, for this voice that you've given me to reach out and touch anybody. If I can do it in your will, in your name, I'm happy to have done it, my God, and I know that there's a blessing behind it. I thank you for everything you've done, my Don. I, ask you, I thank you for everything you're doing. I don't ask you for anything other than to take care of my family and my friends, and please keep me in your heart and keep me in your mind and keep me in, and keep the spirit, your spirit in mind. Thank you so much for everything, my God. And in your holy name, I give you thanks and praise. Amen. Amen. Amen, baby. Amen. And that girl Bridget fly, right? She was real, Dad, right? Serious. What's up, man? I'm here looking for a new act, man. Yeah, man, who is this? It's the DOC. Yeah, we're looking for new acts, man. But let me tell you something, man. We're looking for somebody that's funky. The DOC's dope. Let's go find him, man. Yeah. Y'all ready for this? On the top like a rug, make it sound smooth and let I make a dub. Enunciate well, so that you can tell. I am not illiterate, no, not even a little bit. Nothing like an idiot. Get it? You want the record? Cool, I'm with it. Let the rhythm trick you, shake it cause it makes you. As I turn the knob to the door, you will stick through. Going like a nut, don't be a pop. And I let it play cause dress ain't funky enough. Watch the smooth lyrics that take place. If you want another reason, why it must be funky, yo, I am not a jackass, meaning not a donkey, so I will play the game. Like a chippy play, drop the fuck into the mix so the face will never fade. Ship it, ship it to the station, in your jurisdiction. Others say I'm dope, and the others think I'm bitching. No crowd can avoid the deal to 
brothers see one of people or for I am I and G on the stage. See the simple fact is I am dope and known. I rock a funky beat without a quote. So and it's my conclusion. You will enjoy the fusion. And I will ascend with the style that I am using. Knowing that it's tough, then it's not a buff up. I think I'll let it play, cause we're taking fucking up. Funky hip hop music, so check it. Listen to the kick, popping with a click, and with no rehearsals. I'm popping funky verses, stupid with the bitches. I think that you are relying on. You love it when it battles with the fact that I am buying on suckers. Never come close, cause I know it. There's no stuff in the dock when I am going, but in the event, someone would try to juice this, stop him in his tracks, show him that I am ruthless. I don't give a damn, don't think that I am joking, cause I don't think he is funny when you're messing with my money. It's stupid, tell me this. You gotta stop him, but with no frills. So I just drop him, continue with the rhyme, and make sure I get mine with no static. Cause it's over, and I send G to get my nine. But lessons have been heard, now I get it all up front and let it play. When the people say, Trey, oh, you're a fucking to the sea. I need a break so I can check around. See, see who's ahead that is sitting down. I want all jazz off the floor. And if he stands to the wall, show him the door. And I'm picking the beat to give you something to rock to. Now go not stop to not to look at the clock. You perceive but can't believe you're being checked Why be so cool you start shaking and shivering. Cause I'm delivering the answer. Haven't seen if you're a hell of a dancer. You try to say it but it just won't work cause the beat is so rough so tell me tell it don't be funky enough and with the help of the Dr. Dre kick it Hey, what if you need me to drop it on you one, boy? boy.